It is nine minutes after eight o'clock here on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU online worldwide at WSAU.com as well. Uh, right now, 13 degrees outside the WSAU studios as we welcome in uh, Alan uh, Hogum today for Making Financial Sense on AM 550 FM 99.9 WSAU. Once again, Merle is off today. He's got a uh, wedding uh, duties, whatever the father or uh, stepfather of the bride. Allegedly wedding do. duties. Yeah. Do you think they really need Merle to handle that? No, not really. No, not really. But. Not really at all. Uh, but, uh, but Alan, um, you know, I was, uh, again, going through my, my process here this week to, uh, to think about how we're going to set things up here this week. Um, there's obviously your aspect of the whole process of managing wealth and things like that is making sure that that wealth uh, can stay in the family or can uh, go to exactly where it is you need it to go or want it to go when you are no longer here because uh, you can have those conversations with family and friends, which are obviously important conversations to have. But I assume that is not good enough when it comes to some of these processes. Yeah, and I think there's there's different things that go into it, Mike, uh, with, you know, sometimes I, I even look at this from, you know, and this is probably a, a better topic for when Merle's here, we think about uh, from the financial planning side, just the investing side. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some people say, well, what is your rate of return? That's that's the be-all and end-all is the rate of return. And you say, well, wait a minute. No, no, no. In financial planning and, and financial advising, there's there's some element of, well, we want a rate of return, but we want less risk. We don't want the, the possibility of a catastrophe. Or we want a good rate of return, but does it really make a difference if you have uh, the way you achieve it is is causes you more tax? You know, I think at the end of the day, when you know, with financial planning and financial advising, it's how much money actually makes it to the checkbook. You know, how much do you really get? It doesn't matter about all the other numbers. How much comes to you in the end? And I think with the estate planning side, maybe to analogize that a little bit, is you say, well, we can have a great plan, and we can have uh, beautiful legal documents, and we can have uh, the best of intentions in the entire world. But how much actually gets to the right place? How much is accomplished? You know, and what we want to do is we want to get it to the right people. And, and there are different aspects to that. Some are easy. You know, some of the really easy ones where you say, uh, I have a plan, and it says everything goes to my spouse. If I'm married and if we both pass away, it goes to the, the two kids. Perfect. Uh, well, who's going to handle it? And, and are they going to be excited about it? And is it going to be really expensive after we pass away? You might say, well, it's really inexpensive now, and it's really inexpensive after we pass away. That's, the, that's fantastic. Then you get the, <laughs> the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. But, but I think in the end of the day, it's, it's what is your plan you know, and how do you get it accomplished? It's one of the reasons, you know, we've talked about on the show before is that when people come into the office, the first thing we ask is, what are your goals? You know, it doesn't matter what I know. It doesn't matter what I think. It's what are your goals? And, and it's surprising how, how people in very similar circumstances, very similar um, uh, family setups will have completely different goals. And you say, huh, um, well, that's, that's, uh, let's, let's kind of tailor it to what you want to accomplish in the end. So I think you're on the right track. I, I think mm-hmm. those things you're talking about, absolutely right. Yeah, indeed, because in my case, being a single guy in my 30s, not married, no kids, nothing like that, I've had the conversations with my family saying, hey, most of it is going to go to my alma mater, Southwest Minnesota State University. I don't want anybody fighting over anything like that. I want most of it to go there because I want the university to be able to provide the opportunities that were there for me when I was there to the next generation. But at the same time, I also am getting to the point now where I've got all kinds of nieces and nephews, too, that have to be 
written into the game plan somewhere. Are you saying the goals change? Right? <laughs> really? Right. Does that ever happen? And, and it is. You know, it's the type of thing where, um, yeah, it's a great example where you say, well, right now I'm kind of looking at it and you say, you know, in your life, the things that you have achieved were really aided by Southwest Minnesota State University. Absolutely. Say, Mustang fantastic. for life, as we say. <laughs> The, and it is. It's uh, Hey, I, I'm not going to get between that. I mean, Mustang <laughs> for life. It's, but it's it's the type of thing where then at some point in time, you know, and, and even for different people, you add to your experiences. You know, for for someone who is uh, 18, they have an 18 years worth of experience. For someone who's 72, they have four times as many experiences. Um, and maybe some of those, you know, blend together at some point, or maybe they, they you know, they're not quite as new and varied as they were when you were 18. But, but yeah, it, it's one. And he, can we do both? Does it have to be 100% to Southwest Minnesota State or, or 0% to them and 100% to nieces and nephews? And you say, no. Or all of a sudden, you know, you go down to the, the supermarket, you spend a little too much time in the produce section. Uh, someone sees you, you know, buying fresh fruits and vegetables. They say, <laughs> hey, who is this character over there? And, right. uh, Hello, Mike. And, and suddenly, you're, you know, everything changes all over again. Right. Uh, so it's, yeah, it, it's fun. It, and it's dynamic. It, it's not just a static plan where you say, we do this once, we sign it, we never look at it again. You say, no, you can change anything. And I think that's that's important. You want to be able to have flexibility with it just for those those reasons. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's why, it, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I've talked with Merle about all of these things, and now all of a sudden, where does an attorney come into yeah. this? Where 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 do, where is this connection? And that's kind of what I've learned here and going back and looking at what you've talked about previously with, uh, with Tom King, who... We it is still with us, of course, but uh, no longer in this role. So that's that's that was the fun that I had this week in getting ready for this edition of Making Financial Sense here on AM five fifty FM ninety nine nine WSAU and online at wsau.com. I think more importantly for the listeners, though, uh, this is a chance for uh, to ask a question of an attorney without any billable hours attached to it. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. There's no billable hours today, Mike? No, none at all. None at all. We might have to rethink the contract, (laughs) but but no, I think that is. Yeah, if anyone has any questions, absolutely. It's one where um, it's kind of an easy, non-confrontational way where you can say, yeah, I can ask it. It's uh, it's anonymous, uh, and uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Absolutely. So 715-845-2155 is the number to call there. We'll be back uh, with more with Alan Holgum next here on WSAU. Eight nineteen here on this uh, Saturday morning on AM five fifty FM ninety nine nine WSAU on our way to a daytime high near twenty eight today. We do still have some snowflakes outside the WSAU studios right now, uh, but as I've been saying throughout the morning, good news is you shouldn't need the heavy duty snowblower for this one. This one you might be able to handle with uh, with a push broom, unlike this week uh, <laughs> earlier. Alan, uh, how did you fare earlier this week? You know, not too bad, Mike. I'll be honest with you, I was made for this. Okay. So, uh, some people are like, oh, it's snowing, and I can't wait to get to Florida or Arizona or just, you know, April 1st. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I love it. I love this. I love snow. I, I, I do admit I snowmobile a little bit. Okay. I love that. Um, but I just like the seasons. Like, I could not yeah. handle the the just it's hot and hotter and hottest as our seasons. I just lo- mm-hmm. I love the snow. So as long as you as long as there's no traffic difficulties and things like that, just take it a little easy on the roads. You get there eventually. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's beautiful. Well, good news for you is uh, all the snowmobile trails are open, most of them throughout uh, the region, Portage County, Wood County, uh, Marathon, Lincoln County, all opened. There are some closures. Uh, 
uh, props to the website, WSAU.com. We've got some of those listed there, of course. That's where you should be looking for uh, all your news and uh, everything all the time. It's WSAU.com. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some There's some guy that writes, and he's really good at it. <laughs> so, uh, Alan, as, as we were talking uh, earlier, again, plans change. Uh, you can get all yeah. these legal documents drawn up, and then all of a sudden uh, we maybe have to rethink this five years from now. So once you get that, uh, you know, those documents that you handle, the wills, the estate plans, things like that, once you get those written, you can change them. And that's, again, where your office uh, comes in in this process. Absolutely. You know, it would be pretty difficult in this industry if you said, well, we can't do anything until we have the final plan. Well, when is that going to be? And you say, well, it could be when I'm, uh, I'm single and I graduated from college and I want to uh, support my alma mater. Great. Or it could be, no, a few years go by, I get a little perspective. Uh, the nieces and nephews get a little little older and I want to support them. Or it could be someone says, uh, I just got married and we're not going to have children. We've chosen not to have children. I say, okay, that's great. So we want to make sure that each other now is, is completely protected. But if something happens to both of us, where does it go? Obviously, if people have children, you know, I mean, you can just kind of see on down the line. Sometimes then even as we age, you know, the, the, as the people were going to give things to age when they were, were young and, and, and teenagers, it's one thing. You never want to give money to someone, you know, at, at that age or, or, or 18, you know, the worst of all ages to give money to. Of it's, course. It's terrible. But a lot of people do. And uh, unfortunately, I think unwittingly they do. So, yeah, I agree that, that those things change. And then obviously as we get in, as we get older, as we get into uh, retirement years, uh, one of the things that we have that really has changed, Congress has changed on us, is the tax, you know, the tax on your retirement accounts. You know, up until 2020, uh, January 1st of 2020, they changed how people, uh, how the retirement accounts are taxed when it goes to someone you're not married to. So obviously if it goes to a spouse, that's one thing. But if you give something to someone you're not married to, with precious few exceptions, uh, they accelerate the tax. Prior to 2020, Mike, what you could do is when you pass mm-hmm. away and you give it to, whether it's children or nieces and nephews or, or someone else, uh, that you could give them your retirement accounts, your traditional retirement accounts especially, where it's there, there's a similar rules for Roth, but for the traditional accounts, it was it was much more important because you have to pay tax on it. So I always think, you know, money you put in the 401k plan, you put in the traditional IRAs, uh, someone is going to pay tax. Either you will pay it when you eventually take it out, you know, starting in retirement, or if you pass away and there's any balance left, well, then whoever you give it to is going to pay tax, as long as they're human beings, as long as you didn't give everything to charity. Well, up until 2020, the person you gave it to or the people you gave it to could take it out over this life expectancy calculation. So they could take it out very slowly over a very long period of time. And when you take it out slowly, you pay this little tiny amount of tax on all these retirement accounts. And for some people, this is the biggest amount they have. You know, they've got a house and a retirement account and a bunch of other stuff. So this is a big deal. Well, starting on January 1st of 2020, they accelerated all of that income tax. So now... After you pass away, whoever you give it to, again, if it's not a spouse, but anybody else, they have to pay all the tax in the first 10 years after you pass away. And you say, okay, so what does that mean? Well, instead of this long, stretched out life expectancy calculation where you take a little sliver of it every year, now you have to take it all in the first 10 years. Now, if you're giving it to people who are younger than you, they might still be working and they might be in the end of their career. So they're in their highest earning years and they've already filled up all the other tax brackets. So that with their income, they filled up all the tax brackets. Now your your life retirement savings is going on top of those tax brackets, and you're getting these beneficiaries into brand new tax brackets they've never seen with their income, 
And now all of your retirement income gets taxed at these even higher tax rates in a much faster period of time because they can't stretch it out anymore. It's a disaster. It's probably the biggest tax increase of my career, and nobody talks about it because it got mm-hmm. passed right before COVID started. Oh, sure. Oh. I, yeah, absolutely. There, Yeah, there was something else taking up all the oxygen <laughs> in the room at that time, yeah, so 2020's to speak. news stories got dominated. Exactly, by exactly. Tell me about it. I was writing them again. Uh, but you you, uh, you brought up a, a great point there, and that brings uh, brings me to my next question. You know, is it possible then for whoever you are giving these this money to to say, we want to pay the entirety of the tax up front and say, transfer this money then into a savings account or maybe their own traditional IRA or Roth uh, 401k yep. vehicle? Because obviously that would be a decision then that whoever you're giving this money to would have to think about. Yeah, and I think it's the first one's yes and the second one's no. So if you say, I want to pay all the tax up front, believe me, the Treasury, the U.S. Treasury, is never going to turn you down, Mike, <laughs> if you say, hey, I want to pay even more tax, sure. even faster than you guys had anticipated. So they, they won't turn you down there, so you can. And then you can say, whatever's left. And we have some people do that. We have some people that say, you know what, and again, this might be the goal. Keep in mind, you're the person who worked 40 hours a week, and they took you know, 50 bucks a paycheck or $25 a paycheck or, or whatever it is. And you accumulate it slowly, 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 slowly over this, you know, decades, uh, 40, 50 years. And then suddenly wh- whoever you give it to, can they take it all out at once and pay all the tax at once? And the treasurer will say, you better believe it. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Write the check. Um, but obviously that, again, when you take it all at once, uh, a lifetime of that savings, that, again, pushes people into higher tax brackets. So the answer is you absolutely can. If someone says, if that's their goal, if their goal is I want to get it into a savings account, let's do it. If someone says, no, my goal is I want to pay as little tax as possible and I want to pay it as slowly as possible. Well, if you, you name your, this person as a direct beneficiary, they've got 10 years. Again, with very few exceptions, it's 10 years. If it's somebody you're not married to. Um, and if you say, well, wait a minute, can we stretch it out? Well, if instead of giving that IRA or 401k directly to the beneficiary, if you really coordinate this with your friendly uh, neighborhood estate planning attorney, what you can do is you can say, I want that account to go through my estate plan. And you have to draft it for this, obviously. But, but if, I, if I draft the estate plan in anticipation of receiving retirement accounts, if there's anything left, if you go spend them, that's great. But if there's anything left and you do it through your estate plan, you can actually draft into the estate plan that the beneficiary can either take it out over 10 years, just like before, or they can take it out much slower and pay much less tax over 20 years. And you're like, wow, that might keep them from going into these higher tax brackets, get them into retirement, um, or they can even stretch it out even further and take it out over their life expectancy all over again. For whatever reason, when Congress changed this rule three years ago, I don't know if they realized it or not, but they say if you give it to the, the, the people directly, they've got 10 years max, if you do it through the estate plan, you can you can give it to the beneficiary slower and stretched out and pay less tax. So I would say that's a great example of of uh, uh, you know what's the goal? Mm-hmm. If the goal is to get it in savings account as fast as possible, we can do it. If the goal you can't put it into a beneficiary's IRA or four hundred one k unless okay. they're your spouse, you can't roll it into theirs. But we can when they take it out, pay more tax faster or less tax slower, and uh, it's all part of the planning. 
And again, great example of the questions that uh, you get the opportunity to have uh, answered absolutely free of charge here on this edition of Making Financial Sense on AM550, FM 99.9 WSAU. If you want to go ahead and give us a call, 715-845-2155 is the, uh, is the number. Uh, Alan, I, I, again, the, the where you come in on all this is you work pretty closely with Merle Kelch. I think uh, the story I've heard is you've got a lot of, uh, you know, you see a lot of the same people, I guess we'll say, correct? Yeah, and it's, it's the kind of thing where I would say it's people in, um, it, it's, it's two sides of the same coin. You know, they have different questions about, you know, what do I do? How do I invest? Uh, you know, and that's a Merle question. And you say, well, he, he wants to make sure that you have, of, of what you did, of your toils and, and uh, work and savings, how can that be maximized? How can you turn that into the most for when you need it? You don't need it right now. But you said, I'm, and maybe I don't need it for the next five years or ten years. But someday I will, and someday that might be my just about my only source of real income. And how can I set that up? So that's that side. Um, for us, we might say, okay, that's great. But then, what if one spouse passes away? How does it get to the other spouse? And do you want them to have more or less, or or what's the goal there? And they go, oh, wait a minute. Well, I want as much as possible for them. Say, okay, that's good. Well, what if that surviving spouse? Um, is incapacitated. What if that surviving spouse has a health issue? Then what? What if that surviving spouse eventually passes away? And if some people say, well, if we both pass away, I don't care. You can just throw it up in the fan, let it just <laughs> fly around and float wherever it floats, kind of like the uh, the very softly falling snowflakes outside. Um, right. <clears throat> that's great. Other people say, no, no, no. We want this. The goal is my spouse primarily and then these three kids. Or I'm not married. So I want to make sure it's maximized for me. So it, you're right. It, it's one of those where the financial side is one, and then we want to make sure that nobody else can come and take the finances that you've, you've put set up these plans for. Absolutely. And again, if you have uh, questions, feel free to give us a call. We'll be back with more after this on WSAU. Papering through the region, uh, but again, nothing that you should have to worry about, at least as far as the big, big snowblower goes. But it is great weather for uh, snowmobiling, as we mentioned earlier. A lot of the trails open uh, throughout the region. And, uh, Alan, you, you were saying your your snowmobiling plans for the afternoon have kind of gotten uh, axed, right? Well, you know, I think just for just for the mid-afternoon. I'm gonna just be for at the, the mid-afternoon. This, okay. I was, we were talking about the Disability Resource Fair that's okay. going on at uh, Wausau West High School from 10 to 2. Which, um, yeah, it's it's you know for for kids, older folks, families, support, everything. It's a uh, it's a really fantastic kind of group activity where everybody gets together and has a lot of questions answered. Even the ones that people who weren't uh, awake yet at eight o'clock to call mm-hmm. into eight four five twenty one fifty five. So it's uh, it's fun. We're going to be out there and just talking about a lot of it. Deals with um, you know children and and even what are the resources available to them and what can you do and what are the options. So yeah, it's going to be a fun day. Yeah, indeed. And and again, if you do have a question, we, we got very specific instructions last week from Merle Kelch that we had to stump Alan at some point Ooh. today. Uh, so go ahead and give us a call again. 845-2155 is the number there. <laughs> I did have one that I was going to try on All right. because, of course, with uh, Tom Brady actually filing his formal retirement paperwork with the NFL – you know, and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers then having to take his entire salary as a cap hit for this year instead of spreading it out over a couple of years because he had a, a few voidable years in his contract. I mean, is that the best route for an NFL player to take is to actually file that formal retirement paperwork in a legal sense? Because there's not a lot of players that actually do that. It's a little known fact that there are very few players that actually retire 
from the NFL. Yeah. Many of them just walk away from the game. They don't file the paperwork. They uh, they've got their pension, and that's all that matters. Yeah, there. Yeah, uh, um, it, it, how they calculate that is sometimes they. I think they don't hang that up. And I'm not an expert on it. I actually do have a friend who is a, an attorney who is an agent, and we said, "Ooh, an agent for." like famous players and he's like no it's mostly like punters and kickers and, <laughs> and seventh round is like, like yeah. the high guys he gets the people who've never been drafted but uh but i think there is a little bit of a difference as to how they um get their their health care or pension mm-hmm. as to whether they file it whether they do it now or do it like later i think he probably did it more just so he could keep the reporters off his back who said oh he's coming back he's coming back he's coming back he's like you know what i'm just gonna file this and then I'll have something in hand that's signed, and now I can hand it to you. Yeah, indeed. And uh, you know, then and then that starts a whole different uh, deal with retired players' rights and things like that. And what would happen if he did have to come back? But uh, we do have a caller on the line. We'll get to you right. in just uh, just a moment. My my favorite part about this though is uh, there's a little known fact that uh, when you retire and or when you change numbers, even or change teams, sometimes you have to buy up all the unsold apparel yeah. with your old number. Or your old team on it because yeah. uh, because then the NFL suddenly has a bunch of shirts that they uh, <laughs> they can't sell for thirty five dollars uh, through Fanatics. Good afternoon or good morning, I should say, uh, caller. You're on making financial sense with Alan Hogan today. Uh, yes, I have a question for Alan on hunting land. We yeah. have hunting land that is served by an easement. Are you aware? Does an easement have to be um, re-recorded. I was doing some reading that easements will expire after a certain period of time where a landowner could lose access to their hunting land. Are you familiar or could comment on easements to property? Sure. And, and maybe we'll start with, uh, for the folks out there, what an easement is. You know, when we talk about hunting land, you know, the great part about, uh, I, I mean, this, obviously the most beautiful state in the country, uh, maybe the most beautiful piece of property, you know, on the entire planet Earth, Mike, was Wisconsin. You know, not, not that I'm a homer, but yeah, well, you know, I, am. I'm, I am. I, I've lived so. in two others. I can comment on them, but I'm, I'm going to defer to you yeah, on this I, I would, one. Yeah, we'll just go. <laughs> we'll just go. I'm, I'm going to agree with me on this one. Sure, absolutely. So, uh, so uh, when we talk about the hunting land, uh, now the great parts of it is there's some beautiful hunting land. Now, some of it does not have access to a road. So... Uh, you know, and, and what you're talking about is you say, well, how do I get to it? What if there's this square mile of property and people own it? But, but you know, there's some section in the middle that gets sold, but it doesn't have any access to an actual roadway, to a, a public roadway. And you need, you need to be able to get to it, or, or we certainly would hope you would be able to get to it. So the way to do that is sometimes what, what and this is just, again, to all the listeners and not to our caller, but, but you create an access to get to that. So you might say, I'm going to, uh, you know, I've got all kinds of property. I own this square mile and, and I'm going to sell to Mike uh, this this uh, 100 acres right in the center. It's, it's just the greatest spot of hunting, whatever it is, natural something, something. And, uh, but uh, I don't want you to sell the rest of it because it's my farm or it's something else. And it's, and Mike doesn't want that. He just wants the hunting land in the middle, this little oasis in the middle of this uh, acre of farmland. What you can do is we can sell Mike the right or we can transfer to Mike the right to access his little oasis of hunting land in the middle of this square mile by going across my property. So we might say that there's going to be something that's, uh, and often we do these in rods in the, you know, the olden days. It'd be 16 feet wide or, or 32 feet wide or 64 feet wide. So you say there's a 30, 32, 33 foot wide uh, strip of land that Mike can use 
to go from the road to his property. Now, you can't loiter. You can't sit on there. You can't pitch a tent or, or set up your camper on this right-of-way, this easement right-of-way. You have to kind of be, and there's some rules about it, but basically you, you can move from the roadway to your property across mine. Don't damage it. If you damage it, you got to fix it, and we can do that. Um, and those easements, uh, you say, well, that's great, but what if Mike and I get into a disagreement? What if somewhere along the line I say northeastern Minnesota state is is way better than southwestern <laughs> Minnesota state? Um, not that it might even exist, but but you say, or whatever it is, and, and obviously you can see where neighbors might disagree with each other or they might have just differences of opinions. So what if if I I say that, that Mike, you can't cross that property anymore? Well, what we can do is with this easement, and there are different types of easements, and there are different, there's different language you can attach to them, is you can say that, uh, that you know, this right to cross my property to get to that hunting land um, is, is Mike's for his entire lifetime. So what you do is you'd say that it, it, it kind of runs with the owner, and, and Mike owns that property in the middle. He has the right to cross mine, my farmland, to get to his hunting land forever. And, and if I disagree with him, if he starts voting for a different political party than I like, if he starts rooting for a different football team than I like, if he starts pledging his love to a different state that I like, well, I can't do anything about it because I gave to Mike the right to access that property, and it runs with, with him. Uh, if Mike says, well, wait a minute, I'm not going to live forever. You know, I'm gonna, Hopefully, I'm going to enjoy this hunting land for a long time, but I want to transfer this to, to other relatives, or I want to be able to sell it on the open market. What if... You know, someday I'm going to be 95, and I just don't have the, you know, the, the gumption to, to cross this and go hunting, and I want to sell it. But if I sell it, there's no right to get there because the right to that property, the easement to cross my, my farmland to get to his hunting land in the middle of this square mile, it, it's only his right. So what he can do is when he purchases that, he might negotiate, and he says, hey, Alan, I'll buy it, uh, and I'll pay you for it, but if I'm going to buy this little oasis of hunting land in the middle of your vast farm uh you know uh field then i need this easement to last forever so i need the easement to run with the land so that as long as that land is there which we certainly think will be forever as long as the land is there then the owner has the right to cross it and you go ooh, now i don't know about that because i know mike i like mike mike's a great guy and i i don't think we're ever going to disagree and but I'm, I'm willing to let him do it but I don't know who he's going to sell it to. He might sell it to some just lunatic that I don't want crossing my farm field and or I don't want to be neighbors with. Well, that's part of the deal. So to our caller, the easement really depends on the original language. And there's different ways to do it. So those, I, those I would say, are two um, big categories. But this really is one where uh, I, I think you, you need to grab an, a, a real estate attorney um, and, and some of the easy real estate stuff, you say, yep, pretty straightforward, just about anybody can do it. Or the easement things. I think you might want to, you know, uh, locally just grab someone who, who, who does this every day and just say, just, just navigate this. Because uh, you're right, if you don't do it correctly, this is one area where you can, you can lose your rights to it. Um, usually they don't need, I'd say most of the time, and this is generally, I, you know, again, not knowing what your language is. I would say for the for the listeners out there, most of the time, once they are recorded, you don't need to re-record it. Um, there's there's a in fact re-recording something probably isn't um, uh, doesn't change the the legal side of it. Once it's recorded, it's recorded, meaning it's recorded with the county uh, the real estate office. Uh, but if there's a change where that that easement was a 20 year easement, I mean we could see that happening. Where then 
whoever you, you got the land from has to grant you another 20 years or has to do something like that. So you certainly might have some conditions where there is a little bit of, uh, of upkeep with this. So, and people say, well, why would you do it? You know, like, why would you go through this hassle? Why don't you just buy some land on the road? You know, can't you mm-hmm. find that, Mike? And, and Mike say no. Mike says no. This is this is the best hunting land in, exactly. in this region, and and nobody's around, and it's right in the middle. I mean, that is just a little uh, a hunting oasis, and and it's such valuable land. I want it, um, or maybe it's the right price, or maybe it's near my house, or maybe it's whatever the reason is, um, and I want that piece of property, and I'll deal with this access problem. It's really not the biggest issue in the world. You just have to make sure you do it correctly. So it's a good call. It's a good question, actually. Okay. Yeah. All right. We th- yeah, thank you for the call. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you brought up a, a, a great point there uh, because a lot of the uh, the hunting land and things like that that you were talking about, yes, people who want that, they want to be away from the road. They want to be in right. an area where, as I would say, they want to be somewhere where nobody's going to bother them. <laughs> right. That's how I would put it. Uh, you know, other other people might just say, oh, it's serene or peaceful or things like that. Or I can go up here and I can leave the cell phone in the truck and not have to worry about it for a, for a few hours in the afternoon. But, yeah, that some of that land that is the hardest to access can certainly be uh, the most valuable. And if you do have some of that, again, that's something that you do have to think about. Uh, and that's where the attorney comes in and, and where is, you come in. I agree, Mike. And, and I think the way you put that is actually um, uh, is, is kind of apt just because uh you know some of the 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 best land that people want is is so far off the beaten path that only the animals go there (laughs) so that's why they want to be there so if that's your if that's your thing you might really find some some treasures you just have to make sure that the access part is is there and otherwise if it's landlocked there are certain parcels that people will have where there is no access and you say does that exist and in, in rare circumstances, it does exist where this piece of property is in the middle of all these others that are owned, and you don't have rights to cross their land to get in there. So unless you helicopter in mm-hmm. to your hunting land, which obviously is, is tongue-in-cheek because you're not going to do that, um, or there's a navigable stream that leads to your hunting land, you're like, you can't, you can't access it? And in some cases, that's the case. Um, it, it's probably a, a mistake. Or, or unfortunate, or just circumstances that lead to it, but in some cases that does happen, and then you get a, you know, what do you do with that? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, absolutely, it's it's a good question. But the easement side of it, um, you know, and if you don't know, you know, we can give our, our give our office a call on Monday, and we'll point you to some some folks who do that regularly. And I'm sure we can help you out. Absolutely, because as you brought up in there, another great point: you're not exactly an expert when it comes to real estate law and things like that. So there are different aspects to consider. Uh, but if they call your office, do you have somebody there in the yeah. office that works with that? Or or can you even uh, point them to somebody else in town that works with that as well? Yeah, and I think it, it's for all areas of law. You know, it's the type of thing where, uh, uh, you know, for, for this, for the easy real estate stuff that, that deals with the estate planning, we do that every day. Uh, for things that gets a little bit more complicated, we just say, well, I think, you know, there's a, there's a person in town or I have a friend who does that every day. You know, I think if you call him or you call her, that, that they're going to be able to do it a whole lot faster and get you right to it. Um, and then they, sometimes I tell people, but if you've been injured in an auto accident, <laughs> I have no idea what to do because I do not practice in that area. But we know who's really good at it, and we can point you in their direction. So I always tell people that, yeah, if it's, it's kind of like, you know, um, you know, every cardiologist's family member goes to the same, you know, other, uh, uh, you know, orthopedist. 
Because yeah. all those people know who the best orthopedist is, and they all just kind of happen to flow to the right person. So I always tell people, if you need legal work, call a lawyer, even if they don't practice in that area, because they're probably going to point you in the right direction because, you know, lawyers know other lawyers. So. Yeah, it, yeah, indeed. And that's exactly what I was just going to say, uh, tongue-in-cheek, as we wrap up this segment here. I'm sure you went to uh, to law school somewhere with somebody who does practice that, and occasionally at one point or another had a uh, had a beverage or 16 or 17 with them, and now they owe you a favor from whoa, that Whoa, take uh, it night. easy, Mike. I mean, <laughs> maybe in a month. I mean, come on. But uh, <laughs> no, no, it's, uh, um, yeah. And But even, you know, whether it's somebody I went to school with or someone here locally or someone in your region, I mean, it really isn't the biggest of communities. You know, lawyers know people in all corners of the state in all different practice areas. So we always want to, we just have, we have a vested interest in making sure that you get to the right place because we want people to look, kindly on the profession and and we want you to get to good people again 715-845-2155 is the number to call if you've got a question for alan we'll do we will have uh, time for about one or two more phone calls coming up next but first here's chris conley with this day 8.52 on this Saturday morning, and we are at 15 outside the WSAU studios on our way to a daytime high of about 28 today. So it should be a good day to get outside if you haven't uh, completely finished uh, digging yourself out from the uh, round of winter this week. Uh, it should be a great day for that, and we've got a couple of good days as well coming up for Sunday. Uh, another round of winter possible on Monday, though. We'll have that complete check of that coming up across the top of the hour with your uh, news and weather headlines. But uh, first, we wrap up another edition of uh, Making Financial Sense. Alan Holgum sitting in for Merle Kelch. And the number to call, as always, is 715-845-2155. Again, this is your opportunity to uh, talk with somebody who specializes in estate planning from the legal aspect and get uh, a few cents worth of free advice on a non-billable hour. And, uh, Alan, as we uh, kind of mentioned earlier, how how your aspect of it goes hand-in-hand with, uh, with Merle's. You see a lot of the same clients. You get a lot of the same questions. So it's important to have a relationship between somebody on the legal side of it and the financial side of it because the the one is certainly going to cross over to another sooner or later. And who knows when that time comes, you might not be around to answer some of those questions. So you've got to be able to to make sure that you have that planned out in advance. No, I think so. I think there's there's probably a the, the three-legged stool is – is financial advisor, tax advisor, you know, CPA, accountant, and and uh, estate planning attorney. Some people, uh, you know, they skip the accountant part and they say, well, it's going to be TurboTax or I got this uh, online or I, I got a disc over at the local, uh, you know, five and dime and plugging it in. Well, I, I think a, a good accountant, a good CPA is worth their weight in gold and, and they will probably save you much more than you will ever spend with them. So I, I think it's those three. Uh, and as long as they know each other, even when we talk to clients, we just want to make sure that it's okay to talk to your financial advisor or your CPA just to make sure that, that that's working, that that relationship works. But I think you're right, uh, Mike. It's it's the kind of thing where, again, it gets back to the beginning. What's the goal? You know, Is the goal to have the highest rate of return um, despite the fact that then we're going to lose a ton of fees and a ton of taxes and everything else? No, it's it's how much actually makes it to be to the checkbook, how much makes it to be usable, and then you can keep and then get it to the people you want to. You know, it's even, you know, maybe on future shows we'll talk about um, as we get through life, you know, it's even the end of life things. It's the long-term care side. You know, it's, it's you know, the long-term care, the whether it's assisted living or, or other types or nursing home care, you know, that can be anywhere from, from you know, probably four or $5,000 to now eleven or $12,000 a month, you know, and, and it's essentially, um, you know, can you do anything about that? Can you protect any of it? Yep. If that's your goal, 
can you do it ahead of time? Yeah. Uh, so if you save all this money for your lifetime and then it just gets, you know, decimated, well, um, you know, different people have different opinions. Some people say, I don't care. If something happens to me, don't care. Other people say, no, I want to make sure that my health care is paid for, but I will pay the cost of my health care and not three times the actual cost of my health care so that money goes into somewhere else. So can you handle that? So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fun. It really is. There, there's a better way to do it. There's a better result, um, but it just is just ask a couple questions ahead of time. You, you just said something there that I never thought I would hear you say, it, and that is it's fun because my head hurts and is spinning just <laughs> thinking about all the things that you— oh, I that enjoy you... this. I was, this is what I was meant to do. I, I really <laughs> believe that. It's, I love this. I love this area of law. I, I tell people, they, people who've never met me, they'll just say, what do you do? You're, you're a lawyer. Oh, what kind of law do you practice? I say, I practice happy law because we want people to have a better result because they met us. Um, we don't sue people. We don't get sued. We don't deal with that. Other people do, and that's a very important aspect of the law, and those lawyers are very important. It's not what we do. We just want to make sure that can we create a plan? Can the math work out better for the people, for your goals? And if you say, yeah, I would like that, well, here's how you can do it. You don't have to. Nobody has to do anything. But, but can you? And, and at least you understand that that's a possibility. You are more educated for having met us, and that just makes my day. All right. Again, 715-845-2155 is the number to call here in our last uh, three minutes. We do have somebody who would like to ask uh, Alan a question. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Oh, good morning. Oh. Going once, going twice, and uh, there we go. Apparently, they uh, did not want to stay around for the last well, three minutes. Well, a little bit shy the last three minutes. <laughs> right. If you can, you can dial quick, 715-845-2155, we can sneak it in. Indeed. But, but no, it is, uh, uh, you know, and I think it's it's the type of thing where um, it really is. It, it It's fun. It's the kind of thing. And a little bit of that, too, is, you know, just the, the atmosphere of the people you deal with. I'm sure people could have the exact same expertise and be dour and, and sad and morose and things like that, which is really what I thought estate planning was in law school. I, I, I will admit that mm-hmm. in law school I thought it was just dealing with someone who is just on death's doorstep and you have to get this in. And in reality, it's not. It's talking to people who say, you know, I have a, a college, I have a university I want to support because of what they did for me, um, which I think is unbelievably, it, it's fantastic. Um, but that's not going to happen. That's not automatically where mm-hmm. a person's things go. And if you say, well, I want to do that and support my nieces and nephews. Hey, we can do both. Um, what's a better tax way to do that? Oh, there's even some tax planning involved in that. Um, you know, give the, give the taxable money to the charity because they don't pay taxes. Give the tax-free money to the nieces and nephews. You know, if you're married, if you have kids, if you're married and you don't have kids, if you have kids and you're not married, if it's your second marriage. Oh, wait a minute. It's a second <laughs> spouse. Well, if, if if I die, does all my stuff go to my spouse? Yes. And then when my spouse dies, does any of it go back to the kids from my first marriage? No. And you go, what? Wait a minute. Can we make that happen? Yeah. You right. can make that happen if that's your goal. And obviously, it, it, almost always, that will be your goal. But how do you support both of those goals? Um, can you do it? Yes. It's just some planning ahead of time. And sometimes people say, number one, I didn't know that was even a question. And then once I found it was a question and I get, you know, the kind of lump in the back of my throat, I didn't realize there was an answer to it. Can we do that? You absolutely can do that. Um, it's, I spoke with someone this week mm-hmm. who is uh, single uh, and uh, going through a divorce, doesn't have children, um, but has a number of, of uh, a couple of organizations that, that they want to support and has a couple of people that have supported them. And they say, can I do this? Yeah. Uh, they said, well, I'm not going to die for 40 or 50 years. I said, that's okay. You know, good. Mm-hmm. That, that you have a, a lot to do with the world yet between now and then. 
And if you get remarried, we'll adjust it. Or if you change charities, we'll adjust it. Or if the people you've named turn out to go in a different direction, well, maybe we'll adjust that too. Yeah. Uh, so it's always flexible, always uh, manageable. It's it's dynamic. And how do how do people get a hold of you then if uh, if they've maybe got some questions and they want to talk to you on a more formal basis that later this week or next well, week? Well, I'd say we have a kind of a statewide presence, Mike, but our, our main office is in Wausau, and we have another office in Rhinelander. The easiest number to call for, for both is area code 715-843-5001, 843-5001, or on the Internet, uh, it's haugumlaw.com, H-O-U-G-U-M-L-A-W, haugumlaw.com. All right. We'll look forward to uh, chatting with you again, Alan. This Looking has been Making Financial Sense here on WSAU. Thanks, Mike.